0: Dynasty Football Network, that's Addison Hayes, that's Jake Anderson, I'm John Hogan, this is Super Flexible. the band is back together for week 5, just in time to evaluate the fantasy performers from the first quarter of the season, who's climbing in the rankings, who's falling, who gets reserved Employee of the Month parking spot, and who is headed for the unemployment line. Plus, Amaze Hayes is... OMFG Trivia Time, and the Super Flexible Super Streakers for Week 5. But first, some quick news on an injury riddled Week 4 in the NFL. Derek Carr fractures his back in Week 5 against the Denver Broncos right in front of Tony Romo in the exact same way that Tony Romo's career ended. He's expected to return in 2-6 to weeks. EJ Manuel is a replacement. Who wants to tell me how much we're spending in blind bidding on EJ Manuel?
1: Yeah, very minimum. You know, I think he's certainly worth an ad. I don't think I'd do much more than ten percent unless I'm the Derek Carr owner or I'm just extremely desperate for some quarterback help.
2: Yeah, I'm about the same way. I think the highest that I would possibly possibly go would be fifteen percent. Ten percent sounds sounds pretty good for me. Um, As a typical baseline, just if you're adding him, Uh, but I would be all right with 15 if you're pretty desperate or if you are the car owner.
0: Andrew Luck is about to start practicing for the Colts this week. The timeline for his actual return, I mean, keep in mind this is essentially his preseason, so uh, we're not totally sure when he comes back. There's been reports this week that came out that said maybe not until November. Um, That's also one Twitter doctor um addison what's up Addison? Well, <laughs>
2: what's up what, what's going on guys <laughs> i guess i should talk about andrew luck this is actually pretty important um we've been waiting for him to actually start practicing uh for for a couple of weeks now and you you gotta keep in mind that his timetable for return is dependent on when he started to when he starts practicing a, I, I would assume that it would still be about another four weeks after he officially starts practicing until we can, you know, start to see him uh, on the field and in an actual game. And so that would put his timetable probably around, like you said, probably around November. Um, and so they play the Texans, then the Steelers, uh, and then the Titans uh, the week of Thanksgiving. So there's a couple matchups there that, that might be enticing when luck does come back. Uh, but all in all right now it's not very important for right now but it's important to know that luck is practicing and that he should have um a decent comeback here when when he does come back in november
0: mitchell trubisky named the bears starter jake
1: oh i feel like like i'm a protective older brother right now (laughs) uh trubisky is my clear cut quarterback one of this class which i've said several times and Oh, I, I'm excited for him to get his chance, but this slew of games coming up is, is extremely difficult, and I might advise people to buy Trubisky in Superflex Leagues after these three weeks if you don't already own him. He's going up against Minnesota this next week. Uh, very strong defense. I uh, I'm just hoping he's efficient. I I hope his confidence doesn't get rattled these next few weeks, because I think that's an underrated thing when we look at young quarterbacks in this league. And I think it's great to get playing time. I don't think that hurts them. It's just if their confidence gets shake, uh, shaken up a little bit. We saw it with golf last year. His confidence got shaken up and he didn't play good all the season, all the games that he played last year. So I have my fingers crossed. I, I obviously I'm a Vikings fan and, and, uh, our season's not looking like it's going to turn out very good right now. Um, So I might just be rooting for the bears this week. We'll see see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm obviously cold blooded. (laughs) Obviously that's not going to happen, but uh, I will be intrigued to watch Trubisky this week. And if he performs well, I have, I I might not have a problem rooting for a high draft pick next year anyway. So, uh yeah we'll see how he does i'm just uh i'm very cautious with my optimism
0: conflicted and cautious and speaking of those minnesota vikings dalvin cook torn acl out for the season uh jake you just said that you're looking for a for a top draft pick for the vikings um that's kind of the goal i suppose um is is that really where we're at with this this is still an explosive offense with receivers everywhere and all of a sudden the competent case Keenum, um, or, are we just bailing on the season without the running back?
1: I think I, uh, I don't think our team was good enough offensively to be able to exist without a running game. We saw what happened last year and I understand our offensive line. It has gotten better this year, but if you don't have, a, if you don't have a running game, it just, it, it affects our passing game so much. And, you don't have a gunslinger at quarterback because we don't know when Bradford's going to be back Case Keenum cannot be a quarterback without a running game there's zero chance of that happening so this is why Minnesota can't have nice things it's (laughs) it's incredibly frustrating and and you know Dalvin was the second leading rusher in the league um coming into this week only behind Kareem Hunt and He's looked phenomenal. He's he's you know looked even better than I thought he would, and I had high expectations for him. So I I got my Kleenex in next to me. You know I'm wiping my tears right now, and I I'm an all or nothing guy. I think as a Vikings fan, I, I think the season's over. I just I, I don't foresee us being able to compete without a running game, and the the drop off from Dalvin Cook to Latavius Murray is incredibly big and murray looked like he was running through concrete compared to to cook so um i'm sad i own delvin everywhere in my dynasty leagues and my heart broke a little bit yesterday
0: i uh do know of a running back available um buried on the new orleans saints depth chart no no (laughs) just saying no mark ingram (laughs) hey if you could get mark ingram I don't see that happening, but I would love that because I'm a huge Alvin Kamara fan. But, anyways, let's uh, let's move on to uh, Chris Carson, um, another rookie running back uh, with a major injury, and uh, Chris Carson with a broken ankle is on IR. Um, he's uh, Addison. He can return in December. First of all. Do you see him having coming back and having an impact this season? And second of all, what are you doing with him in Dynasty if this is the end of his season?
2: Uh, like Jake, though, I did I did cry a bit at this injury because I've been a big Carson supporter uh, since the preseason. And, I mean, he is slated to come back in December. I don't know if they're going to worry about rushing him back uh, because Lacey hasn't looked like... Eddie Lacy well I guess he has looked like Eddie Lacy uh from <laughs> last year. Um and Thomas Rawls is still banged up, CJ Procise is still banged up. Uh I mean McKissick performed well last night but he, I think he's going to uh slide into the Proce's role that everybody wanted Proce to do. Um so Carson has really only been has really been the only shining light in that Seattle uh running back core and I think that if they're if they're in a position to contend in the playoffs and they're not really concerned about where they're where they're going to finish in the regular season, I don't think they're going to worry about bringing Chris Carson back along uh, too quickly. And I think they might try and save him to make a playoff push. So as far as what you're doing in Dynasty, I think he's I think he's a buy right now um, because, like I said, I. I I'm a big Carson supporter. I do see him as potentially being the future running back of this organization. Um, I said a couple weeks ago that he almost reminds me of how Marshawn Lynch ran. I'm, I'm buying Chris Carson, and I think everybody else should too because I think he will be the starting running back for the Seahawks next year. Did you just compare
1: Chris Carson to Marshawn Lynch primetime? Get out <laughs> like of 20, here that 20, Oh, get yeah. out of here. Oh, that's such a bad take. There's such sorry. different running backs. <laughs> oh. The Carson hype. I'm so sick of the Carson hype. Even after yeah, he's gone on IR, people are still saying how good he is. Just we don't we've seen the story with the Seattle backfield play out how many years in a row now since Rawls went down? Or not Rawls, since Lynch went down, right? We saw with Rawls. Last year, just it's just a disaster. Every year, you don't know what they're going to do, and and to think that Carson's going to hold dynasty value going into next year is a was he a seventh round pick? I mean, I guess you're holding. I I guess you could buy if you're getting a discount and you can stash him on your IR. But I'm just I'm so sick of the Carson hype. I think I got to be the one and only person that I think doesn't like this guy that much. So.
0: That's all hey, right, Jake. You're used to be wrong. Definitely one of three. But, I, 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 and I mean, I think I'm kind of in the, <laughs> in the middle of you two a little bit. I think that he's got the talent. I mean, he kind of came out of nowhere to take this job. And I think that that's going to stick in some people's minds for sure. But this is also a really strong draft class coming out for running backs. So, it, uh does feel a little hard to believe that they're just going to stick with the situation that they have. But that's it for the news for week number four. But as for we've got some news for the first four weeks of the NFL season, Um, we want to do some quarterly evals of some players. And let's start with you, Addison, with uh, somebody who's been rising in your rankings, whether it's overall or positional.
2: Yeah, so so my riser is actually... A, a tight end and it's one that I wasn't I wasn't very high on coming into the season at least not for year one and that's that's Evan Ingram uh, I, I had a lot of questions about the role he would have in the New York Giants offense the volume that he would be getting um, I thought maybe at best he would be the fourth option in that passing game behind uh, OBJ Brandon Marshall Sterling Shepard I mean Vereen could potentially have stolen some of his targets coming out of the backfield. I just, I just didn't really like his situation for year one. Um, but over the since the start of the year, he's been one of the most consistent tight ends on a weekly basis. Um, his stats over the last four weeks: uh, week one, four receptions; week two, four receptions; week three, five receptions; and this past week, six receptions. And he is one. He is currently. Uh, the tight end seven, I believe uh, on, on the year. Uh, I don't know if that's updated for week four, um, but I mean, overall, I just, I I've just been really impressed with, with how consistent his volume and his production has been um, since the beginning of the year. And Jake, I know that you've been on him uh, since, you know, before he was even drafted and uh, I, j- I just had a lot of questions, and I think he's answered those questions uh, very well, and I'm very excited to see how he does for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, that's that's my guy there, and, and I'm excited that he's gotten that opportunity. He's got the target share. I just throw a couple more stats, Evan Silva posted this today. Uh, Ingram is second at his position in targets with 30. He's third in catches with 19, and he's fifth in yards with 200 All right, how about you, Jake, with a riser? All right, my riser is Deshaun Watson. I have to give him a little bit of a credit. Uh, I believe I had him at quarterback 26 in Dynasty before the season started, and I moved him up. I think he's around, without looking into it, I think he's around quarterback 17, 18, something like that, 16. Um, He's played better than I thought he would in – I think people need to pump the brakes a little bit, and I think this actually might be a great time to go and see what you can get for Deshaun Watson in super Superflex League. Uh, playing against the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots, two of the worst pass defenses in this league, he put up some good numbers, and he's been impressive in the last two weeks. I want to see him do it against a good defense, but I will say I did move him up my rankings, and, and he has played better than I suspected, but... I think you might take, you know, look at that recency bias and see what you can get for Deshaun Watson uh, before next week.
0: And my riser in uh, my rankings is going to be Marquise Lee. I mean, he's he. I had him ranked wide receiver 51 going into the season. And that was, of course, predicated on, you know, him being maybe wide receiver 2 um, at best in that offense behind Allen Robinson. But he missed week one, and he's up to 23 targets for the season already. Um, seven catches against Tennessee, four catches against Baltimore. He, you know, the touchdowns haven't been there just yet, but he's essentially taken over the number one role in Jacksonville. Alan Hearns has been the, the touchdown guy, and I do think the D.D. Westbrook looms. But for the time being, I mean, Marquise Lee is, is the top target for Blake Bortles in one of the top scoring offenses, uh, if, if you can believe that, in the NFL. And if for dynasty purposes, I'm not so sure that Allen Robinson is back with the Jaguars next year. So, you know, Marquise Lee has a leg up on the number one job going forward as well. So for me, he's going be ra- he's going to be rising through the rankings pretty fast mm-hmm. here. As for some fallers, let's start again with you Addison with some guy with a guy who's going to be falling in your rankings.
2: Yeah, so that guy for me is actually going to be Jameson Crowder. Um he, so far through the first three weeks of the season, he has massively underperformed uh to basically everybody's expectations. Uh he was a, a big time hype candidate coming into the year um after his emergence onto the scene last year, but so far uh, he's He's only accumulated a total of 14 receptions through the first four games um, and is averaging just over four fantasy points per game. Uh, And that is only on uh, an average of five targets per game. And actually, um, we're recording this on Monday night, so the the game just finished up. But he only had one target tonight, caught it, but it was for negative seven yards. Uh, So that's not going to be getting it done for your fantasy teams. And even though the, the Redskins in general struggled the first two weeks, um, I do look for them to, to pick up uh, where they left off last year when Kirk cousins, especially. So I'm not discounting Crowder too much uh, because I do like his potential in that offense. But through the first four weeks, he's basically killed your fantasy team. If you've started him at all. And uh, because of all of that, he's he's a follower for me in my rankings.
0: And what do you got, Jake?
1: Oh, my guy. My guy It pains me. <laughs> it's a sad night on the Super Flexible Podcast. <laughs> I can't even make fun of Addison or John or give him a hard time. I'm just weeping and quietly in the corner here. Uh, Martavis Bryant is a follower for me, and, and I probably hyped him up <sighs> maybe a little bit too much for missing a whole year and then coming back, and I thought he'd get affiliated with this offense quicker than he has. I do think Ben has missed his, some opportunities with Mark Davis. I think he has been open, and I, he's got 23 targets through the first three games. I can't remember what he had this past game, but um, I did, they seem off. And I, I, I had I him in my top 10 of wide receivers before the season, and I've had to move him down quite a bit just... Just because of opportunity and, and that connection, and we don't know about Ben's future. So part of part of my high ranking on Martavis was the expectation that he would come back, get acclimated with that offense, and and start putting up some monster weeks early on. I know he had a decent game uh, week two against the Vikings, but other than that, it's been pretty tough to watch. And in and, and and the fantasy points he's been putting on my team's rosters hasn't been. Hasn't been fun to watch either So, uh, he's my father Uh, he's my follower As, uh, as this far into the season
0: That could be a Buy low, by the way Just looking at this The first, three of the first four games For the Steelers Were on the road where Ben Roethlisberger yes, is notoriously true. horrible Uh, the one good game That Bryant had was the one game at home Against Minnesota, three for ninety-one And a touchdown, um you know there's some there's still some some tough matchups coming up you know Baltimore again at one point they're you know at or at home against Jacksonville this week. Um, they'll be on the road or they'll be at home against Baltimore um, at Houston but beyond that, man there's some exploitable matchups coming up that might be a good buy low.
1: Yeah, if I didn't own him almost everywhere, I'd, <laughs> I'd
0: certainly, do that too. Oh,
1: certainly not a good selling opportunity right now.
0: Yeah, definitely not. All right, and for me, I'm going to take Amari Cooper as my faller. I had him at wide receiver five going into this season. Um, you know, for one thing, 23 years old and the number one receiver in uh, in an explosive offense or at least what looked like an explosive offense. But I mean, in week one against a pretty bad Tennessee defense, uh, he and he got all the targets that he needed, 13 of them, and he only managed five catches and uh, did get a touchdown, 62 yards. And beyond that, I mean, the target, the bottom just fell out of the targets. Uh, he got five in the... Uh, Five at home against the Jets Five at Washington And then he managed eight against Denver this week In week four um, But he only caught two of them for nine yards And that's with Michael Crabtree on the bench So, you know, when when Crabtree's on the field Cooper is just not getting the looks anymore And that's because he leads the NFL in drops And you just Derek Carr knows What the rest of us are finally kind of coming around to Which is that you can't trust the guy He's not fireable at this point because it, he's still a wide receiver one in an NFL offense um, that that could be explosive. He's only 23 years old. There's still a long way to go before he even hits his prime. Um, but he's he's gonna he's definitely gonna fall in my rankings uh, pretty pretty precipitously here. So now what we want to do is talk about our MVPs for the first quarter of the season. Um, let's give them the employee of the quarter uh, bonus and, like I said, the the reserved parking spot. Um, who Who's the guy for you, Addison, who's been just the absolute stud, the MVP of fantasy for the first four weeks of this season?
2: For me, uh, this one I think it has got to go to Todd Gurley. Um, even though I don't own him anywhere and I was very... Off of him coming into the year, Gurley has absolutely been killing it through the first four weeks. Uh, He has seven total touchdowns right now, and the volume that he's receiving in both the running and passing game is absolutely insane, Um, especially in point-per-carry leagues. uh, Gurley is golden. Um, This past week against Dallas, he had 23 carries for 121 yards. Uh, the week before that, against San Francisco, 28 carries for 113 yards and two touchdowns. Not to mention his work in the receiving game, where in only one week this this year has he not hit five receptions, um, and he also has added three touchdowns through the air. Um, he's never had less than 20 fantasy points in any of the four weeks, and he's hit over 34 twice, uh, and that was the past two weeks. Gurley has been an absolute monster, and if you are an owner of Gurley, I'm sure you are well aware of the rewards that you are reaping right now for sticking with him or buying low on him throughout the offseason. Um, and honestly, I really don't see how this could uh, this stops. Uh, I mean, his schedule on paper gets a little bit harder, but as you move through, it, it's, the defenses aren't as good as we thought that they were. He plays Seattle this week. Pretty banged up, and they they got run on by Carlos Hyde. Jacksonville's a tough uh, a tough defense, but then Arizona, who's mediocre maybe at best against the run. Uh, so I, I'm looking for this to just continue. And Gurley has been, I think, uh, a fantasy MVP by far for the first four weeks.
0: Give us an employee of the quarter, there, Jake.
1: Yeah, I think the other. <laughs> The other candidate for MVP here, Addison, that you're missing is Kareem Hunt. And let's 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 relax a little bit about it's it's sustainable because <laughs> Gurley is not going to have 28 touchdowns this year. And Hunt, as we saw tonight, came back to came back to earth, and he had his. Worst worst game of the year with 21 attempts for 101 yards. I believe he put up 16.5 points or something like that in PPR leagues. We have to realize that that Gurley and Hunt and all these guys that have been putting up some monster stat stats this start of the season, they're going to come back to life a little bit at least. And Hunt has been remarkable. He's <laughs> He's, he hasn't even been getting all that many touches. He hasn't been, you know, being worked to death. He hasn't been playing a lot of third downs for Kansas City. But just so, so efficient in his yards per carry has been crazy. I believe is was uh, nine and a half yards before tonight. And I think he averaged, you know, four and a half or so um, tonight. So it's even good to see, though, when he has a – somewhat down game that he puts up 16 and a half points in ppr and he's been you know i've talked about him a bunch he's he's i've owned him in debbie for over a couple years and he's one of my favorite guys so it's good to see i think being in that that system is incredibly important and that offensive line has been has been really good um so yeah he's my he's my employee of the quarter
0: and i've got stefan Diggs, wide receiver one in ppr Um, despite the fact that he's actually uh, fairly low on targets. And uh, it's a little surprising because, I mean, I had him ranked as wide receiver 14 coming into the season, and a lot of that was based on the fact that he's a PPR machine, um, gets a ton of catches, but doesn't really score touchdowns. And so far this season, it's kind of been the opposite of that. I mean, he's still getting the volume. He went for 5 for 98 this week. against uh, Detroit Um, but he's actually uh, he's behind guys like Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, A.J. Green he's behind all those guys Doug Baldwin on targets but he's still first of all he's averaging um, 17 and a quarter yards per reception Uh, but the other thing is he's catching touchdowns now you you know you already add in the amount of production that he gets the amount of volume that he gets and now he leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns with 4 and he's doing it mostly with Case Keenum with a backup quarterback you know we we talked quite a bit about what we thought this Minnesota Vikings offense could be with Sam Bradford and we saw that in week 1 um but then they lose Bradford and week the you know week two the first week with Case Keenum is is rough for Diggs. I mean he's picked up right where he left off with Bradford, and he's he's got the chemistry with Diggs. He's getting volume, he's getting touchdowns. He's just he's producing in every possible way for a fantasy player, and you know it's it's not going anywhere. In fact, just imagine what this could be with a healthy sam bradford or possibly teddy bridgewater um you know when he gets back at whatever point or or whoever ends up being the quarterback next year for the minnesota vikings at 24 years old stefan diggs is to me has reached elite level status he's one of the top wide receivers in dynasty and uh definitely the mvp of the season so far for me for dynasty for fantasy purposes
1: i've i talked a lot about on various podcasts that and i wrote about it that diggs was actually a potential sell for me this offseason just because of the the one of the things you mentioned is diggs hasn't scored a lot of touchdowns in his career and he hasn't even got a ton of targets in the in the within the 10 yard line or the 10 zone, is what Edison would call it, but um, <laughs> I'm also worried about his, his durability, I mean, last year I think through the first four or five games he was a top five wide receiver as well so we've seen the story happen before all these guys are going to have some regression to the mean, and I think we have to realize that, and they're not going to continue to put up the statistics that they've put up for the first four weeks so it doesn't mean that they're not going to be good and and doesn't mean that they're not going to finish as a top 10 and probably top 5 at their position, at least the running backs there. But I think you have to be realistic here that there's definitely some some regression coming here down the road.
0: All right, and one last piece of this uh, quarterly evaluation. Guys that you're just straight up firing, guys that you're done with, you're, you're going to trade them for for pennies on the dollar, if you can, while while you feel like they still hold a little bit of value, value that you don't think is going to exist much longer, or maybe even guys that you're considering dropping in a dynasty league. Let's start with you, Addison.
2: Yeah, this one for me, I I think I'm just completely done with Kenny Britt. Uh, He has basically done nothing at all for... Cleveland as the supposed number one wide receiver on that team coming into the year. And I don't know if he just didn't develop a rapport with Deshaun Kaiser, uh, but he doesn't even look like he really is even trying when he's out there. Um, and the production showing it. On, on the year, he has eight receptions for 121 yards and one touchdown. And is averaging uh, ju- just about five fantasy points per game. Uh, and that's in PPR as well, and the touchdown is basically the reason for that. And, I mean, I don't know what you can get for him at this point. Um, I don't know if, if you even can can sell him and just hold him and wait for him to maybe even just do something. But it's not looking good if you were a Kenny Britt, Bre- Kenny Britt believer coming into the year uh, because he just doesn't even look like he wants to play anymore. And it's, it's really sad because once he got the big paycheck, uh, he might just, you know, start fading out. But, I mean, I'm, I'm just completely done with Kenny Britt at this point.
0: Swing the axe, Jake. Who you got?
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I actually just went through human resources, and they had an issue with me firing anybody. So I guess I didn't write anybody down <laughs> on my show sheet. But um, I'm just going to go ahead and go with Cole Beasley. Not that he was, you know, his upside was always capped in in the Dallas offense, but he was pretty reliable in PPR in PPR leagues, and he hasn't got really any targets this year. Uh, he, he's got eleven receptions on the year, which is which is pretty poor for a, for a possession receiver. Uh, the Rams, I think, were one of the worst teams in the league against slot receivers, and he got barely any targets at all so it's got to be discouraging i have him on a roster and it's a good roster too but um he's he could certainly be gone here off my roster um pretty quick here and and he came from a reliable uh high floor player to a very low floor player that i think i might be dropping here next week
0: and i'm gonna take jay cutler i already went into the season with him ranked at quarterback 32 um, one spot ahead of ryan Tannehill. and at this point i don't think that Tannehill has anything to worry about in 2018 i think that he walks right back into this job you know <laughs> there's a there, I, man i wish i could remember who who put out the tweet so that i could give them credit for it but um they said uh you know Jay, Jay Cutler tried to retire <laughs> he tried to tell you guys and I, I mean he's been 230 in a touchdown 220 in a touchdown and then uh went to went to uh London and goes for uh, 164 and an interception and so i mean a, a touchdown is the best you're going to get from him um 230 seems to be the absolute ceiling and uh, I mean that was against the, the Chargers, who it's not a great pass defense, especially especially with uh, Jason Verrett out. So this is is just a it's just a temporary thing with Jay Cutler. And uh, if there's any way to get him off your roster, go ahead and do it. I mean you're you're honestly you're better off putting a position player at Superflex at the moment. Um, that uh you know that that. Two twenty and a touchdown that you are going to get from Cutler, um, minus the interception that he's inevitably going to throw. It's just it, it's not helping anybody in fantasy. Get rid of him. Just just drop him at this point.
1: You can't drop him in super flex leagues. Really, How are you are not going to. Dr- I don't care. You are not dropping him.
0: You are not dropping him. When are you're you going to start? I,
1: him? You don't have to. You don't have to start him. But what if what if one of your quarterbacks goes down? You can't drop him. All I'm saying is you can't drop him. You can bench him. You can never play him. You can't drop a starting quarterback in this league. You can't do it. Now, if he gets replaced, if they want to give Matt Moore a shot and Matt Moore comes in and does something better, I get it if you want to get rid of him. But you cannot – you can't cut him. You can't cut him.
0: When are you ever going to start him with any kind of confidence?
1: Never. I don't care. Exactly. You're not not dropping him. You're not dropping him.
0: I would way rather see his you know see you know, the happy Derek somebody Hall. else's roster. That's just me. You know you
1: know, you know how happy the Derek Carr owner would be right now to see you drop Jay Culler.
0: I would I would be I'd be fine with that. I would be happy with that. Yeah, go but ahead. Listen, you
1: start you also Cutler. can't say that he's looked awful, but you can't say his upside is two hundred and thirty yards and a touchdown.
0: That's what let's it's be been so
1: let's far. be real. Yeah, so far though, it's four weeks though. And again, it's, it's, I don't think it's going to improve greatly, but we've seen crazier things happen. That's all I'm saying is mm. I don't foresee it happening, but if for whatever reason he turns it around or Gase, that's another thing. We have we do have Gase there. He's shown in an ineptitude to be able to do things in this league offensively. There's a chance he turns it around, and all I'm saying is don't drop him. If you want to bench him, fine if you want to bench him and put ej manual in there next week whatever it is what it is but don't don't drop him don't drop him i think that's a little bit absurd
0: that's the thing you're better off with ej manual you're better off with jacoby Brissett. man just go down the list you're better off with all these guys so
1: all those guys are owned except ej manual at this point
0: Okay, so yeah, so go get go get EJ Manuel. I mean try and trade Cutler, obviously. Like if you can trade him, that's obviously the way to go, but I can't imagine that everyone yeah, is crazy who, enough to take him on. Who are you gonna who are you gonna
1: pick up in the Dynasty League to replace him in a superflex league?
0: Oh man. Oh
1: What are you gonna pick up like Marcus Wheaton?
0: Uh, <laughs> sh- sure. Yeah. No. Maybe well John- you already have somebody on your bench. Who is going to be a better flex option than Jay Cutler?
1: Yeah, then then start that other guy, but don't unless somebody's on the waiver wire, which shouldn't be the case. Mm -hmm. Don't drop him because even I wouldn't even I wouldn't drop him for me. EJ Manuel because EJ Manuel might play for two weeks and that's it. I mean, he's a starter. He's a starter. We've seen quarterbacks get hurt already this season. But and then, too, what if your position players get hurt? He still, he still has a floor that's safer than a, a low end positional player's floor is. That's all I'm saying is you can't, you can't yeah. drop him.
0: His, his floor. Well, we just saw his floor, and that was not anything. Okay, what was, what it? was One, Amari Cooper's floor? One sixty four in a touchdown. What was Amari not even a floor. touchdown? Okay,
1: what's Amari Cooper's floor the last couple weeks? I mean. These position players floor have a low floor too. The, even the high upside guys have a low floor. You can't cut Jay Color in a superflex league.
0: Okay, I, the reality is you probably don't have. He's probably not the worst player on your roster. I'll grant you that, but there's absolutely no reason to to sit around waiting on him as if something you're actually going to get anything out of him. You're not going to start him. If you need the roster space, especially going into bye weeks, this—if you need—if you need roster space, to me that's the guy that goes because it, I mean he's not even a lotto ticket at this point. He doesn't have—I don't see the upside. I—I I know what you're saying about about—he's insurance.
1: Gues. He's insurance. Uh, yeah, that's what even, he is.
0: He's insurance. Even then, I mean he's—all he, he is is at that point is a warm body that's and, just, and that
1: it, that's valuable in a in a superflex league. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's,
0: it's valuable. And I'm saying I, I mean there I'm in I'm in leagues where there's a rule that you have to start a valid lineup every single week and that's the only reason that I would consider putting Jay Cutler in for an injured quarterback or a quarterback on bye is because I'm forced to start a quarterback. But I mean, I would almost rather take a 0 at the position than run the risk of getting, you know, less oh, than 100 stop. yards in the, however stop. many interceptions stop. he's getting. All right, throw.
1: let's move on. Addison's <laughs> pulling his eyebrows out. Let's just move on. Agree to disagree. All right. I mean, I agree that you're wrong, but let's just <laughs> <Damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> Can't move on with that.
0: All right. Anyways,
1: now we can go. We can move forward now. It's all cleared.
0: All right, man. Sometimes, can you go back on vacation for a little while? Uh, You you and Jake just go get lost in the woods. I'm
1: going to go smoke some cigs with Jay. There you
0: go. all Don't right, relax. <laughs> all right. Anyways, I'm firing Jay Cutler. I can't stand Jay Cutler. But let's move on to Amaze Hayes. O M F G trivia time. Um, Addison's got some uh, some trivia questions for us. So let's let's do this thing. M- me and Jack, me and Jake will hash this out the old-fashioned way. All right, I got three quarterbacks for you guys. You guys ready? Let's do it. First one here.
2: I, in my two years as a starter, I've never finished outside the top 10, and that's 2016-2015. I've also never had below a 67% completion percentage in those two years. In 2015, I have 34 total touchdowns, five of which were rushing. Last year, I had 29 total touchdowns, four of which were rushing. I averaged just over 18 fantasy points per game. And I am currently 29 years old.
0: Kurt Cutler. Wow, that was fast. Jake's still uh, mulling over Jay Cutler. <laughs> Just drop him and be done with it, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said two years in the league.
0: I said in my two years as a starter.
2: Oh, uh, see, that's what threw me off. There you
1: go. Yeah, but two years was yeah. That that was. I don't, yeah, go ahead, John. <laughs> it's about time you get an answer right.
0: Jumped Quickly off to and, st- yeah. and first. <laughs> That's right. And I'm crotch chopping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hopefully John doesn't get
2: this one this fast. There's a second one. Another quarterback. In my six-year career, I've only finished as a quarterback one three years but one of which was a top-five performance. Only twice in my career have I passed for over 4,000 passing yards. Over the last two years, I've cut my interceptions in half, eight in 2016 and seven in 2015. In my career, I average 16 fantasy points per game, and I am currently the QB 16 off the board according to DFF Superflex ADP.
0: Matthew Stafford?
2: No, no.
1: Oh, you were so confident on that one. Too. <laughs> I was. Well, oh, yeah, that, I'm so that just confident. screamed
0: confidence. Matthew Stafford? I <gasps> almost whispered <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> oh, I guess ADP. God, that seems like that Rivers Rothisberger type area, doesn't it? Um,
0: Kind of, other than the six I know years.
1: it's not. I know it's not either. Oh, I know it's not either of those guys. I'm just saying, like, in that range. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, it's definitely s- that area
1: Six years Is that Matt Ryan? No, he's way higher than no. that way
2: That was a pretty good that. guess though because so, well, statistically,
1: yeah, statistically, that makes sense But 16 doesn't make any sense uh, Six
2: years,
0: would that be Russell Wilson?
1: Nope He's not a quarterback 16 either
0: Yeah Is he lower than that? <laughs> he should be <laughs> Of <laughs>
1: John's
2: rankings, yes.
0: <laughs> then in my rankings—he's even lower than that. So, if it
2: helps, um,
0: if if
2: it would have been super uh, super flex ADP from September, I'm guessing he would have been uh, he would have fallen from 16. Dalton, <laughs> it is Dalton.
0: has <laughs> been in the league. He's only been in the league six years.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Red Rifle Man. It's yeah, adult. he's 29 as well. Sandy huh. Dalton. Dalton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, it's one to one, baby.
2: Here it is. Tiebreaker. Another quarterback. In my nine year career, I have finished as a QB1 only once. Every year, I've played all 16 games. However, I have finished as a top 20 quarterback. I've only thrown more than 25 touchdowns twice in my career, but never more than 27. My career high in interceptions is 22. And an interesting stat for you, last season I scored the second highest fantasy points of my career, but I still only finished as the QB 20. Eli Manning. (laughs) No.
1: Alex Smith.
2: Nope. This was kind of amazing because I didn't realize that he was in the league for nine years oh man yeah, i
1: think we need another hint i'm gonna have HR. to pull out the
2: bonus stats
1: we need bonus
2: all right here's here's the bonus stats for you last year was the first time in my career i threw for more than four thousand passing yards it was also the first time in my career i completed more than 400 passes and the second time in my career i threw over 600 pass attempts Still Joe flacco there it is
0: ah uh.
1: Nine years? Isn't that crazy? I almost said that that earlier. I was like, he hasn't played for nine years. Where has my life gone?
0: 2008.
1: Oh, my gosh. All right, I win again. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) John, you get one question right each time. That's just the way it goes. It's
0: 2-1. Next time we need to just stop at one. I'll get that one.
2: That 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 was the first time you got one before the third question. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, well let's just stop as soon as john gets one right
0: exactly that's the name of this game <laughs> <laughs> we might have to keep <laughs> sometimes going. it yeah, might take a while yeah sometimes yeah. it might take
1: then addison would really be them. like oh my freaking god
0: <laughs> all right that game is rigged but let's do some super streakers and get out of here so uh we've been doing we've we've told you a little bit about the super flexible super streak the super flex super streak um, which is uh, the Super Flexible Podcast's twist on um, Beat the Streak, where instead of picking a team to, uh, to win, to increase your, your streak, you're picking a quarterback or two quarterbacks, um, whether you want just uh, one quarterback or you want one in your Super Flex as well. Two guys each week who are going to pass for at least 250 yards and uh accumulate a streak of uh getting those guys right um you have to get two of them if you pick two of them in a week you have to get them both right other week otherwise your streak ends and uh we've been having a lot of fun so far with that competition but let's talk about some guys this week that we're looking at for our for our for our streaks whether it's to keep it going or to restart it let's start with you jake
1: all right. Well, we have the right to change our minds here, correct? This is just some guys we're thinking about.
2: No, you're locked and loaded.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not going to be locked and loaded. Because my, my, my guy's the guy we just got done talking about. Yeah. He's put up like some phenomenal fantasy production in his career. Yeah. Um, in his I 9 was thinking year career <laughs> As it out.
0: no uh, so again you know Addison pointed out earlier we're recording this on Monday night the the week four isn't even officially over there's no way that we're prepared um to uh make a definitive statement on quarterbacks for week five we we've barely even looked at matchups so no you you're not required to take this one um although I think that uh all of our listeners would be severely disappointed if you say this name out loud on air in front of a hot mic and then you don't follow through with it. Just just saying. I hope you a hundred passing <laughs>
2: yards.
1: No pressure, right?
0: Exactly.
1: Never. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm thinking Joe Flacco. Um, Oakland, I think, has like the twenty sixth or so rated pass defense. Um, but, again, E.J. Manuel is going to be playing, so that might be a low-scoring game, and he might not even have to throw very much. And Baltimore's been running the hell out of the ball, so the more I think about this, the more I dislike it. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) Flacco. Flacco's probably not the guy I'm going to be picking (laughs) come Sunday morning, but, uh, yeah, he's the first guy that, that came to my head. There's I do not want to waste. I don't. Here's my philosophy. I want to get rid of all the crappy quarterbacks early on, so the final, however many weeks, I have good quarterbacks to choose from.
0: That's a sound strategy. Not, it's not like
1: a, not it, like John, who's going to waste a, a good quarterback against a bad matchup this week.
0: Yeah, totally. No, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just trying to get the longest streak I possibly can before I've run out of guys because it's not i addison there's no way that this is whoever has the longest streak at the end of the season right it's just the longest streak for the season right right so currently it's five right now yeah yeah so who cares who you know it you can leave yourself with some horrible quarterbacks in week you know 15 on um just as long as you had a decent streak going Which I do not, by the way
1: <laughs> Let's let's hear your rant Let's hear your rant You almost did have a, uh, an impressive streak going
0: I did, I almost yeah. hit six Yeah, eight yards Carson Wentz That's all you needed, eight more yards Stop handing it to Wendell Smallwood The tiny little scat back And actually throw the damn ball You've got receivers all over the place. You needed eight more yards. And this was a very, very doable week to do it. Anyways, yeah. That would have been, that would have given me six straight. I've already used Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and now I'm back to zero. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um,. Who's your pick this week? I'm going to go with Jameis Winston um, at home against the New Orleans, the New England Patriots, um, who have actually been a really bad passing defense. Um, They've made some Alex Smith, Deshaun Watson, Cam Newton, who I was just about to just about to bail (laughs) on, as much as it breaks my heart to do it. They made they brought cam newton back to life too so um i've got i i'm i think i'm gonna pick on the new england patriots defense as much as i possibly can until uh, further notice and so i'm going with jameis winston at home against that struggling secondary and what do you got addison
2: oh i'm gonna, I'm gonna throw up when i say this name but <laughs> <laughs> the matchup is too juicy and i need to save my good quarterbacks for the end
0: what why <laughs> because
2: you got to play the matchups. You got to play these players while they still have jobs.
0: <laughs> uh, no, that's a fair point. Okay, that's fair.
2: <laughs> I'm going with Josh McCown. Well, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit saying that. <laughs> but he is playing against the Cleveland Browns, who are currently fourth in the league and most fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. They are uh, averaging. Just over 250 passing yards allowed to the quarterback, so that was perfectly in line with what we were trying to do right now. And that matchup, uh, despite how ugly that game might wind up being, um, that that I think I think Josh McCown is going to be a sneaky sneaky play for the Superstreak this week. Okay. I think Addison, i what everybody,
1: Addison. This is your time to sing uh, "Happy Birthday" to John. Acapella.
0: I can't sing. I mean, that's, to that's gonna make
1: great podcast material. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. John, let's go. Let's hear it. It was
2: my birthday on Friday. American
1: American oh happy birthday, Addison.
0: Happy oh, birthday, you, Addison. How's it feel
1: to be fifteen? I got you a present. I sent you a new lunchbox.
2: Oh, thank you. What kind? Transformers. Does it have Bumblebee on the front? Yeah, of course. Oh,
1: yes. It's not badass enough to have, like, the main guys.
2: You don't even know who they are. Oh, sure I do. <laughs> <laughs> I can look that up real quick. <laughs> the main Transformers, you know. How big is it? Is it big enough to fit two Capri Suns? It's going to be tight. Oh, what about a Capri Sun and two it's lunchables? Actually,
1: it's, it's actually a perfect lunchable size lunchbox. <laughs> it's designed for lunchables. Yes.
2: That's yeah, I'm,
0: perfect. I'm totally going to edit out the part about what you guys are talking about and just skip straight to, how big is it? Oh, it's definitely going to be tight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Of course, you you heard it just like that.
0: <laughs> that's, it's that's all
1: that John heard it as. That's pretty
0: much what I heard. <laughs> He's
1: just sitting over there, silent, with a weird look on his face,
0: singing "Happy Birthday" to myself in my head, and then all of a sudden, here Jake hear and Addison talking about uh, how I how think, yeah, think, big and tight it is. So. I
1: think <laughs> this is this <laughs> like, is a family. Right, pod, you got my this.
0: attention. I'm back. <laughs>
1: This is a family podcast. John, let's hear it. You're on the spot. American Idol second edition.
0: Come on, John, you have no, to sing. No, 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 Come no. Come on. It did not go well the first time and uh my <laughs> confidence is absolutely shot and uh so yeah. Even if he does sing Jake, weird. he has the power to edit it out. I
1: don't care. I just want that's to hear it. That's very
0: true. That's very true. Although if I was to sing I definitely wouldn't be able to edit it out I would edit out everything but that it would just be a podcast of me singing yeah
1: happy birthday well it'd probably be better yeah (laughs) it'd probably be better than (laughs) the gibberish we just put out there
0: (laughs) alright on that note let's wrap this up Um, we want to give a special thanks to uh, everybody at the Dynasty Football Factory and uh, the Dynasty Football Network for, for uh, all the support and all the contributions that they make to this show. Um, the Dynasty Football Factory is at DFF underscore dynasty on Twitter, and the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network. You can reach Jake on Twitter at NFL Draft Talker, Addison at Amaze Hayes underscore DFF, and I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. And also hit up our uh, our super flexible podcast account at superflexpod. Pod. Um, send your trades to at Superflex Trades so that we can get it out to the masses and get you some more votes and uh, help you make those tough decisions. And check out the other DF Network podcasts: Fantasy Football Fellas, Dynasty Warzone, IDP Edge Crushers, the Devi Watch Podcast, and now dropping this week. This Friday, October 6th, is a Capology 101 podcast um, focusing on uh, salary cap and uh, contracts in the NFL. We had Jason Waltner on a couple weeks ago, uh, and he gave us some great information on on some quarterbacks. So go check them out, and uh, that was just a small preview of what you're going to get from those guys. So I definitely recommend checking that one out. One last special thanks, Heart and Soul Radio, for our intro song, The Addiction. And I just want to say, send out uh, condolences and thoughts and prayers to everybody affected by the uh, by the Las Vegas shootings um, last night. That was absolutely heartbreaking and made it really, really hard to focus on football today. Um, but uh, uh, I hope that uh, that we can bring some lighthearted football banter back into into your lives uh with this episode. Follow us on Podbean and if you listen on iTunes and Stitcher, if you would please give us a rating and a review. It goes such a long ways and it would be much and such appreciated.
1: Happy birthday John
0: Thanks <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Thanks. Alright, that'll do it for this week. <laughs> I'm not singing I'm not singing until next week best of luck in week five